Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Make America Great Again Fantasy Football Podcast, along with my co-host Rocco. I'm Anthony, and let's get into it. Rocco, what's going on? And uh, there was a bad week for me, bad week for everything I loved, except for Forza, which is out, which is great, phenomenal game, phenomenal game, taking my, taking, you know, it's taking me away from Madden, which is great, because Madden fucking sucks, and GTA comes out tomorrow, so everyone get on that, and uh, what is tomorrow, Veterans Day, right, happy Veterans Day, Veterans Day, yes, sir, exactly, so that's what's up with me. Let's get into it, Rocco, with the bust of the week, also the team of the week. Um, I had a couple different busts. Um, a lot of my team, so I'll get started with those pricks. My first prick <laughs> bust of the week was C.D. Lamb. He was expected <laughs> He was expected to put up 10.5. He put up 1.92. Damn. In a, in a Dallas offense that came alive in the fourth quarter, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could have mentioned Derek Carr, but the quarterback that was busted a week that I'll get into is Patrick Mahomes for FYT. He was he was projected to put up 41. He only put up 19. Well, 19.83, so close to the 20. Um, another quarterback I'd like to highlight from Cocky Jays is Josh Allen. Uh, he was uh, projected to put up 43. He put up 21. So he's a real prick, too. Um, and I got, and I'll round it off because I usually don't have all these busts of the busts of the week. But I'll round it off. I'll I'll end it with, um, uh, with uh, what's his first name? Blanking on his first name. Um, Brown from Tennessee. What's his first name again? AJ. AJ Brown. Th- thank you, thank you. AJ Brown. He was projected to put up nearly ten, and he only put up three and a half, and Mike lost by three points. So. You know, the bust of the week. All right, all right, team, of the week. team of the week for week nine. Uh, starting off QB one, you got Justin Herbert. Running back number one, you have James Conner, that prick that fucked me over big time. Uh, running back number two, you got Jonathan Taylor. Wide receiver one, Elijah Moore from the Jets, which is unbelievable to think about where the offense was like three weeks ago. Um, wide receiver number two, uh, Devontae Smith, rookie. Man. Um, your tight end of the week was Pat Furamut, which I don't think anyone had or heard of before, uh, yesterday. Um, your flex was my running back, Nick Chubb, your kicker was Chris Boswell, and your defense was New England's defense. And if you had any of those guys, you probably did well, except for me. Now was your team of the week. All right, good team of the week. Thank you. All right, let's move. To the recap of week nine. All right, we had a big double game of the week. It was Darth Banderash 90 over Team Black 87. And then we had Beetlejuice 95 over Fuck Your Team 88. Average Joes 124 over the Finstones 93. The Elite staying elite once again for 50 consecutive days in first place. They got the shithouse at the score, 111 over Cocky Jays, 96. And Humphreys Red Rockets barely, barely beating the ninth-place Oreos. They finished with 97. Moving on to Week 9 game notes, the Finstones and the Orioles. The elimination number for them is down to 2. The Elite's magic number is down to 4. And like I said, the Elite have been in first place for over 50 days. They set a season record this year of a win 
the five. No one has reached this yet except for them. Darth Vanderash is coming up as one of the hottest teams in the league. And also the defending champions seriously need help. They're falling apart. Let's go to week <laughs> I know that paid. <laughs> Let's go to week ten. All right, now the week ten matchups. Humphreys Red Rocket versus Beetlejuice. Humphreys Red Rocket is the favorite. Team Blast versus the Finstones. The Finstones are the favorite by point fifty. Average Joes versus Defending Champs. Fuck your team. Fuck your team are the favorites there. The Elite versus the Oreos. The Elite is the favorite there. Cocky Jays versus Darth Vanderesh. Cocky Jays is the favorite there. Um, yesterday was the waiver. I know uh, the episode is a day late. Yesterday was the waiver. Um, some big pickups. There was a trade. I know Mahomes was on the move along with the backup running back from the Chiefs for Aaron Rodgers and Leonard Fournette. Oh, that prick. <laughs> and we'll get into the trade talk later on in the podcast and move it on with Todd. Hello, Anthony. How are you doing today? What's going on, Todd? Not much. Um, it is a lovely evening. I know it's a different day than usual because we like to do these podcasts on Tuesday, but... A little bit different this week. We actually moved it to Wednesday night, but same vibe. We're all excited to be here. We're all excited to recap what was another great week of fantasy football in the MAGA Fantasy Football League. And we are looking forward to the start of yet another week with five weeks to go in the regular season. Playoff time is almost upon us, and I can't wait to see what happens. Moving on, how many people did you interview this week? Unfortunately, I only got one interview this week. I contacted a lot of people, but, you know, everyone's got lives. They uh, have other stuff they got to take care of, which is totally respectable, unless you're someone that decided to just ignore me and be a uh, piece of shit. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, (laughs) I'm only going to talk about – we're going to get into this interview because I wanted to talk to this guy because – Wait, wait, Todd, can I – Guess who, who ignored you? What? Is it Fuck Your Team who ignored you? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. We'll spill the beans right now. The owner of Fuck Your Team, Vincent Pagano, who thinks he's a big shot. Yeah, you may have two fantasy football championships, but guess what? That doesn't mean you disrespect the Adam Schefter of the MAGA Fantasy Football League. Todd, baby. You don't disrespect him. You don't disrespect his family. You don't disrespect his profession. And guess what, buddy? You're never going to get another interview ever again. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's go. Who'd you interview this week? Now, the person I interviewed this week has a lot more class, a lot more respect than that piece of shit, Vincent Pagano, owner of FYT. I know, Rocco, you love that guy, but let's be real. He's a piece of shit. But not this guy I'm about to talk about. The guy that I interviewed this week is Joseph Maltagotti, owner of Average Joe's Gym. And I wanted to talk to this guy because he's coming off a big win. I believe he scored the most points of any team this past week in fantasy. But this is a big stress coming up for him because right now he's sitting in eighth place. He's got a four and five record. He's one win away from being back at 500, two wins away from being over 500. So in order for him to get any type of opportunity to climb the standings and reach the postseason, He's got to pick up some victories, and he realizes that. So I brought that up to him, plus I asked him another question, and I usually ask this question to everybody I interview, whether they win or they lose. I pretty much kept it simple and said, 
your thoughts on the matchup this week. And uh, excuse me, your thoughts on the win this past weekend, beating the Finstones. He said, and I quote, it was huge. Absolutely needed that after the brutal loss that we had last week. And then my second question to him was this. The clock seems to be ticking on your playoff chances. We got five weeks left in the regular season. You're currently a game under 500, eighth place in the standings. If anybody needs to start getting on a hot run, it's you. Your reaction to that. And Joey, you know, keeps it simple, doesn't really go into full details. But like I said, he keeps it simple. He said, and I quote, you're definitely not wrong. I had some terrible losses this season. I probably need to win four out of the next five games to make it to the playoffs, if not go perfect the rest of the way. And that was pretty much it. Uh, this is a very focused owner. He knows it. The clock is ticking. His chances of making the postseason and having any chance of winning his first championship are dwindling. And he needs to go on a hot run. Can he do it? We shall see. But he is coming off a big week this week. He needed it. He even admitted that he needed it. And let's see if he can build off of it. All right. Keeping it real. Yep. All right, Todd. And now moving on. Who is game of the week well we're going back to the one game format i know we did a little bit something special last week with two games of the week we met we got we were met with some complaints i don't know why i thought it was pretty cool to give two games a lot of love a lot of attention but some owners in this league did not like that so in order to make it happy i decided I decided, all right, let's go back to the one game of the week format. And this was a pretty simple one, in my opinion. Just looking at the standings, looking at the upcoming matchups, I thought this was a no-brainer. I am talking about two versus three. That, of course, is Beetlejuice, who sits second place in the league and is the hottest team in the league, uh, piling up five wins in a row, taking on the number three team in the standings. And that, of course, is Humphreys Red Rocket. Both teams are coming off victories. Both teams are neck and neck in the standings. I believe they're tied uh, with the same record as they keep chasing the elite, looking to get that first place standing. But uh, this is a huge week for both teams. And the big question, of course, is this. Can Humphreys Ray Rocket be the one to end the winning streak, or will it be six in a row for Beetlejuice? And if the elite ends up losing and Beetlejuice wins or Humphreys Ray Rocket wins, one of those two teams could end up finishing first place by the end of the week, depending on the scoring, because, of course, in tiebreakers, the total points are the tiebreaker. Right now, the elite are in first place, but they also have the most points. So it's going to take a lot uh, to happen in order for Humphreys Red Rocket or um, Beetlejuice to get first place. But this is a big high-stakes matchup. It could be a playoff preview when it's all said and done, and it should be very entertaining. It should be very high-scoring, and I'm looking forward to it. All right. Good team of the week there. There you go. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, if um, you want to catch up on the standings, check out the Instagram page. Uh, this Sunday night, fantasy football player of the game was not a player. It was a team, and it was a defense. Rocco picked it That's the first time this, this year. It was a great pick. The offense of that game really wasn't that good. Um I think Tannehill was the best quarterback, but he threw like two picks. Hmm. It really wasn't uh, a contention there. And now moving on, we're going to welcome in our commish. What's up, commish? Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, commish? We have hey, two, 
We have an injury report, and we got a dumbass report. So let's start it off. Yes, first <clears throat> we'll start off with the uh, injury report. Uh, got a, just to just gonna put this out there. Looking at all the injuries, there's like half the fucking league. Excuse my language, mm-hmm. but the half half the fucking league is injured. So I pretty much just went with the big name players on everyone's team just to yeah. keep it a little bit short. So you know it's not gonna be a lot, but you know. There's, there's injuries all over the freaking place. But here we go. Starting off is uh, DeAndre Hopkins with a hamstring injury. He is uh, day-to-day. He did not play last week, but he is looking good to go uh, this Sunday. Then another uh, new name popped up on the injury report, Alvin Kamara with a knee injury. He's also day-to-day, but he should be good to go on a limited, uh, limited uh, practice day today. Then you got James Robinson heel. Um, there were some questions of him not playing last week, and I think he played actually a couple of few snaps. If he did play, I don't really remember. Um, he is day to day, but his status is uncertain for right now. Then we got uh, Antonio Brown with an ankle injury. Uh, he's day to day, but his status for Sunday is not looking good. He missed practice. He was in uh, – they had his uh, ankle all wrapped up on the sideline today at practice. So, right now, uh, Antonio Brown ain't looking good for Sunday. Then uh, we have um, Ezekiel Elliott with a knee injury. He's day-to-day, but he is fine to go on Sunday, they're saying. And uh, this is big news for um, Darth Vanderish, Lenny. Uh, Chris Carson is coming off the IR after his uh, neck injury. So, uh uh, Lenny will be getting uh, his, uh, I guess he's his uh, number two running back back in the lineup uh, this Sunday. So that's looking good for Lenny. Then we also have Amari Cooper with a hamstring injury. He's day-to-day. He did play last week, so he's going to be fine to go uh, this week. Then um, I guess this is this is somewhat good news, but Saquon Barkley, ankle injury, he was week to week, but the Giants are on a bye this week, so that could give him an extra week of getting uh, healthy and getting that ankle all good to go. But I did read, I did look in a little bit more to this injury, but they have said that next week Saquon Barkey is going to be back in the lineup on Sunday in uh, two weeks. So that's good for uh, John. Moving on, we got uh, Kyle Murray. Ankle injury. He's day to day. There was a lot of speculation saying that he was going to play this Sunday. Like, oh, he just needed a week off. But I looked also into this more, and his status is uncertain for Sunday, which is a little. Uh, if if I was Mike, I would be a little worried about that, you know. But um, uh, you know, people Mike, said that for my whole season. People said that you know it wasn't. It was just a. It was a minor injury. But I mean, hey, if you're out two weeks. How minor can it be? Uh, then we go uh, to uh, A.J. Brown. Guy's been hurt all fucking year. Uh, he has a knee injury. He's day-to-day. He did play last week. Wasn't really involved a lot, but he's going to be fine to go uh, this Sunday. Uh, a new name popped up also, uh, Chris Godwin, with a foot injury that he injured in practice. He's day-to-day, but they said he is looking good to go for Sunday. Then we got Antonio Gibson, shin injury. He's also day-to-day. He's good to go. He also played last week. And this is a big, 
big blow right here for uh, the Orioles right here. But uh, Chubb has okay. gotten COVID uh, this week. He is day-to-day, but uh, Chubb is going to have to get two negative COVID tests to play Sunday within 24 hours. So, I mean, that's – I mean, you know, if this guy came down with COVID, I think it was either Monday or maybe Tuesday, one of those days. I don't see this guy playing uh, since he just got it. But uh, that is very bad news for the Oreos. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, Oreos owner Rocco, uh ain't looking good for uh, Nick Chubb. Then, um, then last here running out, we have uh, Damian Harris. He has a concussion, uh, got hit in the head uh, last week. Um, he is day to day, but his status is uncertain. And then uh, the last, last but not least, uh, this has just been a whole entire friggin' mess uh, on this injury report. But Gronk. Rib injury. He's still day to day. They should just make it fucking month to month because that's what it sounds like is also uncertain and uh, not looking good for another week for Rob Gronkowski. Ouch. Wow. Gronk, he's just been a mess all year. Yep. I know know many people have uh, rib injuries and came back already. This yep. freaking guy gets a rib injury. He's out freaking two months. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, now let's move it to the dumbass segment. All right. Dumbass segment, you know, I have to say it's been getting a lot better between, you know, after week, after week, after week. And you know, week one, we had like four dumbasses. And like <laughs> week three, we had like three. Week four, we had two. But I mean, ever since week six, I would say, yeah, about, about week six up until now, everyone has been playing the right guys, being smart, or who they want to put in, looking at matchups and all stuff like that. But there was one person that lost this week that could have won. And that is uh, Team Blessed owner Mike. He had um, Cortland Sutton in, who had who only got him uh, uh, four uh, five point five point four two points. He had Jerry Judy with five point seven five points, and AJ Brown, who, like I said before, is always injured, so he's been playing hurt. Only got him 3.5 points on his starting lineup. While on the bench, I mean, like, I don't blame Mike for this, really. Because I probably would have done the same thing if I was in his shoes. But he had Elijah Moore on the bench. The wide receiver of the New York Jets who got 19 points evenly. So if Mike played uh, Elijah Moore over any of those three guys, he would have beaten... Uh, um, who do you play this week, Lenny? Yeah, yeah. If he played, if he played Elijah Moore over any of those three guys, he would have beat Lenny and would have changed. I think would have changed the standings a little bit. You know, would have mixed up the standings a little bit. But since him playing him and he got that loss, he didn't lose by a lot. I think he lost by like four, five points somewhere around there. He would have won. So for that, Mike, you're a dumbass. Yeah, he won by three. It was really close. It was 90, 90 to 87. But um, a lot of close games this week. Um, let's, see, let's see. Um, uh, Beetlejuice beat Fuck Your Team by seven. Darth Vader beat Team Blessed by three. 
Uh, Humphrey Red Rocket beat the Oreos. Well, that's that. That's thirteen points. That's not that too big. That was a bullshit game. That was a bullshit game. You got your third, fourth string running back puts up thirty points. This, this guy, this quarterback in in Dallas, he's putting up seven points in three quarters, and then he finishes with thirty two points. And he couldn't even throw it to CD Lamb not once. He throws it to Cooper all day, right? <laughs> he's the first string running back. Then I'm at Giant Stadium. I'm watching no, Derek no, no, overthrow Waller two fucking times, two fucking times, and he got and he got fumbled once and threw two interceptions. That was six points right there too. Anyway, go yeah, on. those those are big uh those are big points uh taken off the board right there for fantasy. We were, we were on the we were on the train coming home like high five. He goes, all right, yeah, let's go. He goes, wait, why? I'm like, oh, now I got a touchdown. Like, oh fuck. So then, like, <laughs> later, I'm like, oh, high five. He goes, yeah, man, let's do it. Wait, what are we high fiving for? He got another touchdown. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a good week. Finally went to a, a football game. First game in like two years. Oh yeah. But I love uh, when all the games are close in fantasy. It gets it, you know, it gets it more interesting. Uh, uh, people on the edge of their seats, especially when we're getting down to the nitty gritty. People fighting for playoff spots. People fighting not to be in last place and everything. It gets very interesting when the games are close. When the games are blowout, the team losing doesn't give a shit no more. He's just ready to look forward to next week. And the person winning is just is just loving the friggin' life on Sunday and uh, Monday. Yeah. Right. But there is also something I want to talk about. Two things I want to talk about that came up over uh, this weekend. Um, first, um, there was some controversy going on where I'm not going to name the team or the uh, owner. Uh, wanted to make a, uh, as I'm soon as I put uh, quotation marks, a uh, fake trade in. And it, it got accepted. Uh, faster than usual, and the owner that made that trade started flipping out and everything. Didn't know, you know, didn't know why he couldn't cancel the trade. But I just want to put it out there that this was talked about. It was a fake. It was a fake trade. The owner was just wanted to. Uh, I, I don't know what he was trying to do. Maybe he was give be- someone. That's give what- someone. Give someone their own medicine, and uh, it kind of backfired on him. But it was uh, the trade was rejected. I mean, I don't even if he was serious about the trade, I still don't think it would have gone through because the trade was do you want, the the trade was so ridiculous. I don't even remember it. So um, yeah. So just with that being said, uh, let's all be professional and not you know do another stunt like that because people were complaining and stuff and I don't want to listen to all that bullshit. You know, I'm fucking one in eight or one in seven over here. I'm worrying about my fucking fantasy team. I don't give a shit about anyone else's. So like, you know, I don't want to deal with that bullshit. I got my own problems to worry about fucking last place over here. Correct. I didn't even know that happened. Um, also you only need three people to reject the trade, right? I don't know. That's what I heard. Um, I thought maybe it would have been more because I know I know three people rejected it. I don't know if anyone else did if they saw it and they rejected it. But people said you only need three. I don't know how that's possible. I am gonna go back 
and uh, check that out in the uh, settings just to see how it is. But if it's only three, that's bullshit. That will get changed uh, next season. I'm not going to change it this season because the uh, trade deadline is pretty much over. Nice. But um, that will get changed next year if I could find an option for it. But, yes, that if it is three, that will get changed. But who knows? I don't know. There's a couple of owners that might have saw it and didn't say anything about it and just, you know, declined it. But uh, – that's where we uh, stay at with uh, that uh, situation. And the other uh, conflict that I want to talk about is that there have been some owners, I'm not going to say who, and yes, plural, owners, yeah. that think that this league is you know, a little soft and that some, some things going on in the league people aren't getting punished for. This is all I got to say. People saying that this league is soft. Hey. It might be a soft league. I'm not going to punish anyone that doesn't break the rules. You know, there's a rule book put in this year. If you're not breaking any of the rules, I'm not going to punish you. You know, it's only if you break a rule, you get punished. So if you think this league is soft, then do you want, how about you break one of the fucking rules? And then I'll show you how soft this league really is when I suspend your ass and take away a pick from you, huh? You think it's soft? Break one of the rules. Watch what happens. That's all I'm saying. That's I'm putting my foot down. If you think it's soft, break one of the rules. If you don't break a rule, you ain't getting punished. You may have a uh, sit down with the commissioner and a talk just to you know clear the air and everything. But I'm leaving it at that. I want to hear that bullshit. And I want that nonsense hitting my desk. Fucking Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whenever you want to fucking talk about it. But that's it. It's done. No one's getting uh, punished. No one's getting a uh, uh, lost pick. But if you think it's soft, break a rule. Watch what happens. Done. How oh, about it? it. <laughs> Drop the hammer, baby. That's great. That's great. Uh, I love that kind of trades by Libido, too. How let's about say, it? Let's say someone does a trade, and they don't want to do it no more, but it's already accepted. And they come to you and say, oh, it was just a joke. Nope, trade went through. You had time to, uh, you had plenty of time because it takes like two days for it to go through. When I don't know why. I mean, I put the fucking trade, uh, trade review one day. I don't know why it takes two fucking days, but uh, no, you have plenty of time to think about a trade. Um, once you send a trade, you still have time to cancel it. Like you know, you can still cancel it. But um, uh, once that trade is accepted and once the players officially swap teams, that's it. It's done. No trade backs. I mean, you could try trading. You could try trading back with the person you traded with. But I mean, if that person loves the trade that you sent them, I don't see why they would give you back the players. But no, once the players automatically are on the different team, that's it. It's done. Can't go back. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Um, I wish I knew what we were talking about. I completely did not see this trade at all. You know, it's weird. Like, you don't have to confirm a trade. You just have to ignore it for it to go through, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I thought, like, yeah, I mean, I know this because I remember last year, like, I thought it would say, like, reject trade or accept trade. But I guess, you know, if you accept it, you just ignore it, which I think is kind of stupid. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. No, I do too. Yeah, because uh, I would have. I mean, I don't. I I've only voted one trade down because uh, I didn't feel like it was a justifiable trade. But no okay. one seemed to agree with me on that. But 
every year I don't I don't I don't I don't it, it, you do you pretty much you know if you, you don't mind me if you don't mind me asking which trade was that it was I'll say it, it was the Kyler Murray trade I mean I just don't I I get the I get the argument that Kyler Murray is on the bench but he's been the best fantasy quarterback this year you know and I felt like he was getting traded for for not what his value demanded but I was also informed that the players that he did get traded for have been putting up a lot of points so I stand I stand corrected on that but at the okay. time I was I was not for that trade at the okay time. so you so you thought that you know with you rejecting the trade you thought that John should have kept Kyle Murray pretty much yeah. No, I, I felt like he was giving up Kyle Murray for too little. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So you thought yeah. Mike should have gave up a little more than what he did. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I see that. I mean, I, I know I, I know Mike. I have the same feeling with mm-hmm. um the Finstones and Average Joe's trade. And I'm not I'm not saying that it's a bad I, I'm not saying it was a really bad trade. I I just think uh, when he traded he, he he too didn't get his value. He got an under trade, you know. I, I think Joey should have got at least two for one. But my thing is if the two players who are in the trade agree with it, let it be. I'm I'm not gonna like reject it because it's my opinion. I'm gonna mm-hmm. accept it because it's not my trade, it's these two trades, you know. Right. Well well the way I mean like I get that, like, you know, like some people, like you know, if, bo- if both owners agree to it, it shouldn't be a problem because you know and last place, last place does have, uh, you know, coming in last place is actually a big deal. You gotta do a punishment and everything. It's one of the reasons why I put this in there because you know, like right now, me and Rocco, most likely, if you if you don't mind me speaking for you, Rocco, we're pretty much not we're pretty much not gonna make the playoffs. So like me and Rocco, are like all right, fuck it, we're just not even gonna care because we're not gonna make the playoffs. If I come in last, I come in last, whatever. But that's one of the reasons why I put a punishment in so everyone keeps playing their players. They don't make you know like Rocco doesn't trade you know Nick Chubb for uh, I don't know T.J. Hawkinson or I trade uh, I trade McCaffrey for I don't know Zach Moore. Us, you know, just like you know, last place means something, so uh, everything stays equal. People don't give away their players and stuff. But mm-hmm. going back to that trade and everything, if the two owners agree on it, yeah, I mean, you could say like you know you don't mind and everything, but like your opinion does matter. If you think it's an unfair trade, I hope people reject it. Like, I mean, I'm still looking for one trade. I mean, we haven't had it yet, but I'm still mm-hmm. looking for one trade to be uh, vetoed which we haven't uh, gotten yet, but um, I'm waiting for that one trade to be sent and that it doesn't go through because I just love to hear the uh, controversy mm. and to see where that goes. But, I mean, your opinion does matter. You know, if you don't like something, I hope you veto no. Just don't veto yes because the other two owners like it because, you know, mm. coming down the stretch, you might verse that owner that made the trade and he beats you and everything, and you're going to be like, oh, shit, you know, I needed one more vote for it to not to go through. But I voted yes because both owners liked it. So, you know, just do do what you think. If you don't like it, veto it. If you like it, just ignore it. But, uh, yeah, that's that's it for that. All right. Well, that will do it for episode 11 of the podcast. Thank you to Todd, my co-commissioner, for stopping by. We'll get yeah. next week with episode 12. And we'll go back to our original time slot. So, See everyone next week, and it's on to the next. So long.
Uh, later. And play Forza if you can. Double your money and make a stack. I'm on to the next one. 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 On to the